Warning. This podcast will contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. What's going on? I'm Scooch Bronson. And I am S. Foster. This is the Already Home Podcast. What's going on with you, buddy? Oh, it's the Already Home again? Oh, shit. This is the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This hey, is the Viewers Anonymous Podcast, y'all. My fault. <laughs> did it again. Again, but you have had already home on your mind for this whole week. Yeah, man. I, I don't know what's going on, man. That's funny. That's funny. But yo, check this out. Listen, it has been a day, dude. Yeah. So I get, you know, I, I'm at work. They come up to me and they're like, yo, like, you, you, you know how to drive a stick, right? Like, yeah. Like, you know, it's been a couple of years, but like, yeah. And they're like, hey, well, old dude going to be off on Friday. Mm-hmm. And they like, yo, the only people that know how to drive a stick is you and Ray. And they was like, can we get you to drive this truck on Friday? So I'm like, all right. All right. So, you know, ain't no big deal. You know, I'm going through the day. Everything's smooth, you know. And so it's getting ready to be time to go out because it like, from my route to where the terminal is, I can get there in like 15 minutes. Yeah. Yo, when I tell you, when I go on the off-ramp, as soon as I get out the off-ramp, we in traffic. Dude, <laughs> listen, and, and people always told me like, yo, but the worst thing in the world is to be in traffic in a stick. Mm-hmm. Man, when I tell you, it is the worst. My whole left leg is all jacked the fuck up because you never have to do that motion that you have to do with the clutch. Yeah. And so now I'm sitting here, like when I'm going uphill, I got to pretty much stay in fucking first gear because that's how slow we going. Yeah. And so when I'm going down here, it's like I could go to neutral, the third, mm-hmm. neutral, the third, neutral, the third, uphill first. Neutral first, first, first. Oh, man, I'm telling you, I've been in traffic since 345. Then I get to work. So it's traffic all the way to the job. Then I get in my car. So I get to go probably like five miles till I'm in traffic again. Mm-hmm. So then I'm in traffic again. Then got to go get the boys, take them to their grandma, and then come back. That's why I end up being late today. Listen, it, it dude, it, it's been terrible today, man. Yeah, like, it's been a day. Yeah, it's been a day, man. I had to work for this Friday, man. But what's good with you, man? Man, your boy is legal on the streets again, man. What? You know what yeah, man. Finally got that situation set up. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm, uh, I'm back out here amongst the uh, legal drivers. Uh, and then, shit, besides that, man, nothing major. Just been, you know what I'm saying, doing some little bit of research on this uh, NFT stuff. And, uh, Keeping up with this crypto stuff, and uh, <clears throat> that's about it, bro. Oh, 
That's what's up, man. Like, well, at least you didn't have a hectic day like I did, man. I'm yeah, oh, uh, I think you'll be glad to hear this. So, um, I I've been playing Madden, and uh, I've been playing the face of the franchise mode, and I made a quarterback. And, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> this nigga played for the Forty ers Hold on. So, so did you uh? So he he raw though, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like he, he, he yeah. Be. Okay, be. okay. We sitting, at, school, we, we sitting at uh, five and three right now. Five five and three. Yeah, man. Listen, but listen, we done beat the Rams twice. We ain't got a win on the Cardinals. You know what I'm saying? It was tough early on in the in the beginning of the season. We won. I won the first game. And then the next two, uh, next three games, you know what I'm saying, I had I took the dive on, man, because when you playing it, you know what I'm saying, like the, the more you progress during the season or the better you get during the season, you know what I'm saying, the better your player get. Well, they threw me out there, you know what I'm saying. Jimmy G got injured. They threw me out there, and I had to start from the beginning of the season. So my dude started off, like, you know what I'm saying, with a low rating. And then as time went on, the more and more I played, you know what I'm saying, he got better and better, but. It was tough, man. The first four games, it was it was hectic. Uh, we didn't pick up. it up, though. You know what I'm saying? Four game win streak. That's what's up, man. <laughs> hey, but hey, man, when I tell you when I when I used to do those franchise modes, man, yeah. come on, man. You know I had to get with the Niners, but that was always well. See, the last Madden game that I played like consistently, like I mean, it was before it was before Cap. So oh, okay. that tells you how long ago it's been. So I've always yeah. had my person at quarterback. Like I always yeah. had a quarterback. So like, yeah, it's like because that's always been like the position where it's kind of like not always because you know we had uh, two of uh, uh, greatest quarterbacks play the game, Steve sure. Young and the Joe Montana. But other sure. than that, and I mean, look, and even even with Cap, like Cap was, Cap, Cap was a really good quarterback, but he kind of he kind of struck at the right time. You know what I mean? He 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 came in the league at the right exact time to yeah. where he can like bust people ass for like a year and a half and then mm-hmm. it kind of you know slow down a little bit. But yo, listen, I'm sitting here. I'm I don't even know how I'm gonna do this. What we watching, man? Because I've been watching so much shit, dude. Like mm-hmm. I got so much of what we watching. It is insane, dude. So I'm trying to think how I'm even gonna do this. Am I gonna come with one? Am I gonna come with two? I don't know. So, whenever you're ready for that segment, I don't know what's going to come out. Hey, man. Let's do it now. What's up? All right. So, um, I'll go first, man. I'm going to tell you uh, what I've been watching. And I'm uh, currently on the second episode, man. But it's genius. The Kanye West trilogy, man, on Netflix. Let me tell you, when I say this is, this is so good, bro. Like, this is a, a genius, you know what I'm saying, three-part. I don't know if you call it a documentary or whatever you want to call it. it. I know it ain't a movie, but I don't really want to say it's a documentary. It's more like, it seemed like a memoir, but... Bro, it's so fire being able to see him in that creative space around other people in that creative space. You know what I'm saying? Getting a little bit into his personal life, 
you know what I'm saying, how he basically was manifesting how he's going to be who he is today, you know what I'm saying, being able to see his processes of sitting in the in the in the studio working with other artists you know what i'm saying um <clears throat> and all the other stuff like seeing him with all the you know what I'm saying different producers and hearing how people talked about him in the beginning and 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 hearing them say things about how he's gonna be great later on down the line and like dude is really gonna be something and then you know what i'm saying to for him that end up bringing that into fruition man this bro, this is one of the best pieces I've seen in a minute, bro. But that's what I'm watching. I'm watching Genius, the Kanye West trilogy on Netflix. Also, I'm watching what? One Punch Man on Hulu, too. Anime. Oh, okay. Uh, I will rebuttal on that before I move forward. Mm-hmm. I'm so kanye out right now, I haven't even watched an episode. Really? Uh, listen, this is where we differ. Like, mm-hmm. you... you like you tend to like like all like antics. I hate antics. I hate depends, people who go it off depends antics. On the antics though. It depends on the antics. And it's like even though and see, look, and I've been hearing because everybody been talking about it, which been fucking driving me up the wall. So mm. it's like I felt like I've seen it. And this is the thing: it's something that I would want to watch for the simple fact of seeing. Like I seen a clip of when Pharrell first heard through the wire. You know, it's how he walked down the hallway and shit. I want to see that. But Kanye gets on my nerves so fucking bad, dude, to the point where it's like, I don't even want to watch this shit because he, like, right now, just think the time. Like, maybe I'll watch it too much from now, like, if he ever yeah. calmed the fuck down. But it's like, he drives me crazy, dude. But then I'm hearing stuff like, even though, like, listen, when you when you get in a room, you have to there's certain ways you have to maneuver. And, and look, and I get mm-hmm. it. Just because I won't maneuver that way don't mean that his stuff don't work. But at the same time, the way I was hearing about how he was barging in rooms and stuff, the rooms he's supposed to be in, it's just mm-hmm. like, I just want everybody to know that listening to the Views Anonymous right now, don't try to pull that shit. Listen, they will get security you on know- your ass. That's true, but see, it don't it don't work like that now only because it's a different time. Like you got to remember when this was. Yeah. You got to remember like him busting into them Dev Jam rooms. You know what I'm saying, and and playing that music and everything else. That was a normal thing. Like you know what I'm saying, like them being in New York doing that shit. Like you could be going into work, and somebody would be outside. Like, hey man, I got this mixtape for you. Or you know what I'm saying. Like I remember hearing stories about dudes used to pull up on Lil Wayne wanting a battle rapper. For a deal, yeah, like that type stuff. So it's like you know what I'm saying, like that type stuff is is what would happen around that time. And then you also got to remember too, like this is a this is a, a a time where you couldn't just jump on your phone, make a song, and then you know what I'm saying, let the world hear it. This is you know you had to actually take it to a, a record, you know what I'm saying, a record label, and get them to co-sign it, and then get them to be able to put some something behind it, and then you know what I'm saying, have them put it out. Anything else like that, like, and I think it's it's a dope. Um, I think this is is dope for the younger generation to see this too, because they get a chance to see how things work before you got the Apple Music's, the Spotify's, the titles. You know what I'm saying? All the streaming services before the MP3s and everything else. So, uh, so I think it's a, a dope thing to check out. No, I feel you, but um, so for me. I think the first thing I'm going to start with is 
I watched. <laughs> we have to talk. Uh, uh, damn, is it the name of it? We have to talk about Bill Cosby. That joint uh, on uh, Showtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, wait, you know what? Hold on. Let me not do about that. Because I, I forgot what the name of it was. Mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want to do that to it. Let me see. What was the name of that thing? Because they got like all the some of the castmates and all that on there talking about Man. it. Yo, I they heard got, about it. I ain't seen it though. Yo, it is. I mean, the all the information that was given in there and like even like dude there are old interviews I got mm-hmm. where he talked about doing this shit oh yeah the Larry King interviews and all that we need to talk about Bill Cosby that's what it's called yeah like yeah like he you know what I'm saying like it, it was just crazy like to because see this thing I really never confession mm-hmm. I didn't watch Cosby show like that what I didn't. Really? Like, uh, yeah. I mean, like, if it was on, like, it was on. But like, oh, I never man. turned the TV on and was like, "Yo, let me put it on Bill Cosby." I Yo, never thought Bill, Bill Cosby Bill was Cosby, that funny. Bill Cosby used to be my favorite comedian until I found out about Red Fox. But Bill Cosby used to be my favorite comedian so much so where I used to do impersonations of Bill Cosby. Not me. I never <laughs> thought Bill Cosby was that funny. I just, no. I just, I just yeah. never what? did. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I never thought. Yo, he was have you ever seen? Have you ever seen Bill Cosby himself? No. His stand-up special, bro. No. You you gotta watch that. When I tell you, bro, this that's some of the funniest stand-up that you'll ever see. And and the genius of it all is like he barely cussing in it. Like he ain't. It's, I like, think it's he almost so, said asshole. I think no. He he said a, he said a couple he said a couple cuss words in it because he was talking about when his dad was talking to him because his his dad was calling him. Uh, uh, was it? It was like dumbass or something like that. He used to think that's. He said that he used to think that's what his name was because his dad would call him that all the time. But when I tell you, bro, like that's probably one of the funniest stand-ups I've ever seen in my life. And I'm talking about from from top to bottom, pure like pure genius content. But yeah, like Bill Cosby used to be my dude, like for real, for real. I used to watch Bill Cosby, like everything Bill Cosby did. He was my favorite comedian until I found out about Red Fox, though. Listen, not me. I, I just, <laughs> I, dude, I just didn't. But like the, um, but the wild part about it, man, it's just like all the people that got on there and like they talked about like how he was, like, um, what's his name? What's my dude? What's my dude name? That's um. Oh my god! Cause see, I watched it like early last week when we didn't mm-hmm. do no pods, and now I can't even. Uh, Mark Lamont Hill, yeah, he had a run in with him mm-hmm. because he was, you know, speaking about some things that Bill Cosby didn't like, mm-hmm. and like he talked about his interactions with Bill Cosby. He was like, "Yo, yeah, like y'all see the TV version of Bill Cosby." He was like, "Yo, yeah. that wasn't Bill Cosby." And like Bill what? Cosby was a fucking asshole. Yeah, I mean, we seen that though. We seen that when he used to remember he used to go to the the HBCUs and and um and do the speeches. Remember, he used to talk about how you know what I'm saying stop sagging your pants and you know what I'm saying all these single mothers is no good and all this other stuff. Like, so yeah, like that's that's not so to me. I feel like that wasn't something that we didn't really know 
I think that um, with them getting into like you know what I'm saying personal accounts of being around them and stuff like that, that's that's probably more so the stuff that would be more surprising than anything watching that. Yeah, and like he, um, you know, they talk to a lot of the women. Yeah, um, and it's just like it, it's got it's gotten to the point where it's like okay. Like, I know, I know y'all want to defend them, but it's just like when it when it gets to like a certain point, and and I know people like to use the uh, the statute of limitations thing, but it's just like this shit started. This shit had a timeline from the mid '60s all the way up into like the early 2000s, late '90s. Yeah, and like the more time went on, the more women was in it. Like it'd be like starting in the '60s is like four or five, and then mm-hmm. the '70s. It's like ten to twelve, and then the eighties. It's like fifteen to twenty. You know what I'm saying? Like the number got yeah. higher. It's like the more comfortable he got with it, the more and more women it was, and like that was crazy. Um, also, I watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Trash. on Netflix. Trash. Yeah, this is the worst Leatherface I've ever seen in my entire life, and they completely bit everything off of Michael Myers' Halloween Kills. They Thanks. stole, they stole the whole, like, they cheated off the test. Like, this is the thing. Like, if Halloween Kills mm-hmm. made a 90 on the test, right? Because mm-hmm. you know how I felt about that movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was, you know, so they said they got a 90 on the test, right? Yeah. So these motherfuckers cheated off the test and still failed. <laughs> they got like a 40. Like, yeah, they're looking up, like, they're looking over there. Damn, is that a B or a D? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like that thing, mm-hmm. they tried to bite the movie and fucking track the action everything the scenarios who mm-hmm. is gonna move to a, a a a town that's completely dead and we're gonna bring all these investors and like this is the idea we're gonna buy this whole downtown in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere texas and right. we're gonna turn get the fuck out of here that, that was yeah, the that worst was writing i've ever seen yo like I think Jacob Lattimore was just like, look, I need to do something other than the shot. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's like, he just needed extra credit. Yeah, like it was, it was bad, man. But I've been watching a lot of stuff, man. Like, uh, I started that Pam and Tommy joint on Hulu. Mm, okay, you know, so I've been taking in a lot of content, man. So, oh, um, I'm about to start watching uh the American Crime Story impeachment. About uh, oh, FX. Oh man, I can't wait, bro. I watched the first episode and I never went back to it. Really? Yeah, I I don't know, I don't know what happened, but um, I watched the first episode. I guess because it was kind of like really slow, but I think they was trying Mm -hmm. to introduce, trying to get you know get you used to the characters. And I guess it just started real slow for me. But I got to go back to it, man, because that, that that was the time, man. That was, that yeah, was the time. That was, that was wild, man. Yeah, so um, this is what we've been waiting for, man. You know what I'm saying? This is the uh, the anticipation has has come to an end. We finally, you know what I'm saying, have begun this journey that we've been waiting on for so long. Season five, episodes one and two of one of the greatest TV shows of all time, Snowfall. Um, it was it was a lot. It was a lot coming into these two episodes, man. It was... It, okay, so I, I don't want to say it was... A, I take that back. It wasn't a lot, but 
because it really wasn't too much going on. You know what I'm saying? It, it was it was more so like a slow build up. But you know what I'm saying? It was uh it was pretty full though. You know what I'm saying? With with uh stories uh, with, with the beginning of the storylines for this season, I thought it was great. Um, we you know what I'm saying? We see Franklin, you know what I'm saying, looking healthy, looking fit. Um, he got Black Diamond and Old Girl with him. I forgot what the other girl's name. Diamond name? and Dallas? Trixie. Trixie. <laughs> that's what I called. No, that's what I called them. Uh, it's a, it's what Black Diamond and Dallas, ain't it? It's some shit. You know, I've always called them Diamond and Trixie. You know what yeah, I know black I know Black Diamond for a fact. She uh she stacked. But uh <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You know, they basically like his bodyguards or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Peaches is still there. Um I think Leon is coming into a, you know what I'm saying, like a, a different lifestyle. You're starting to see him do some different things, which I enjoy, you know what I'm saying, his the evolution of his character. And then, you know, we see that um the Arkansas idea didn't quite go through like it was supposed to um, because Jerome and Louie are back, you know what I'm saying, back in the home, you know what I'm saying, basically buying from Franklin, uh, still running the, the uh, club, and we find out that Franklin got a new plug basically through Grady, uh, weird dude. This nigga is not just selling him the cocaine and getting it across. He's actually using the cocaine. Which I thought was, <laughs> I'm like, yo, that's the this is the wrong business for this nigga to be in. So, um, you know what I'm saying? We we also got that who is uh, Franklin's friend from the first season. He's in this one. Um, and then I'm trying to think who left. Oh, uh, 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 Franklin got a new girlfriend, Veronique. Um, Reed is back. Or shall I say Teddy? Teddy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You still got Oso. And then uh what's uh what's what what's old girl name? Um Leon, old girlfriend. Oh, uh uh shit. It, it ain't uh, Juanita, it's homie. Uh, uh Wanda. Wanda. So Wanda, you know what I'm saying? Wanda is still clean, you know what I'm saying? She's doing her thing or whatever, she back too. So you gotta you gotta help the amount of the cast, you know what I'm saying, back. Um well from where we left off from the last season, you know what I'm saying, Alton messed everything up because he wanted to be, you know what I'm saying, a little punk about everything. Um him and uh him and Franklin's mom end up going to Cuba. You know what I'm saying? My man Teddy went down there to handle business. You know what I'm saying? He basically offed him. And then... uh, We don't know that yet. You're right. You're right. Because in, I think it was episode two, he talked to his mom. Yeah. And And she she didn't say nothing. She didn't sound distraught at all. But once again, I'm thinking that she was in on it. I guess we'll find out later. Yeah. So we don't know if Alton is dead or not. I'm assuming he is. I'm hoping he is. He deserved to die. Just like Irene Abe deserved to die as well. She was the that was probably the most one of the most irritating um TV characters of all time. 
<laughs> so uh episode one man how, how did you feel about it what was some of your thoughts well the first the first thought was it it, it is black diamond in dallas but i always mm-hmm. called him uh trixie and whatever i forgot but um <laughs> it was it was it was dope to see them back because the last we seen of franklin was he really didn't have anybody left mm-hmm. um, when it came to his uncle and his aunt, they kind of they want to do their own thing, but they want to mm-hmm. buy from him to keep it in the family. His he sent his parents away. Leon is like, yo, I kind of want to, you know, I'm thinking about getting out of the game. So he's really kind of left at his own record. All he really got is uh is also and Ivy is doing whatever what you know what he's doing, but in, yeah. and Teddy at the time was in the wind. So mm-hmm. he 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 linked back up with them. And what I didn't like, the way that it appears from when they were showing the timeline in episode two with uh, with Teddy, seemed like a year and a half, maybe a year and like eight months went by. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't like that. I don't like that because I felt like where they left off at, I, I felt like there's still a lot of stuff in between the gaps that we don't know. But I think maybe it was only two episodes, so maybe yeah. more maybe of that will come out. With, you know, like- yeah. But the one thing that I am confused about is that if let's say let's say a year and a half, so let's say a year and six months. Okay. So a year and six months, you let this new girl in. She knows your whole operation. You're in business with you got all this money tied up, and you got a baby on the way, and it's only been a year and a half. It's like, but then he had a conversation with her. At the end of like, yo, there was people that I love that stabbed me in the back mm-hmm. that I've known all this time. So I don't know if he's doing the reverse thing where it's like, look, I've been knowing all, you know, I've been knowing these people for years of my life and they stabbed me in the back. I've only known you for a year and six months. Now, I, I, I just felt like it seemed like Frank was moving to me. It's like he's moving too fast mm-hmm. with this girl. Like, I, I, I didn't like that whole dynamic of her being in. She's being in so involved in the business, and she ain't been around that long. Yeah, and it's just like I feel like that could be a mistake because the last time he had a girlfriend, what ended up happening? Man, boy, sent him in. Yep. You know, so well sent her in. Excuse me, sent her in. So I don't know, man. I, I I'm not saying I don't trust this girl. It's still early, but it's just like the last time you was in the semi serious relationship. It mm-hmm. end up being set up by man boy, mm-hmm. and it's just like, and then you get with this girl, and she knows your whole operation within a year and six months, and it's just like, I felt like that's just kind of weird, it's kind of odd, and I don't know if that is because everyone that he was dealing with, if not on a daily basis, but every couple of week basis, you know, but he, you know, he always had peaches there. I forgot to mention peaches, mm-hmm. but I don't know, man. You you don't find that. A little odd, just how she knows everything so fast, so early. Like I don't know, man. I just think something weird about it. I don't, I don't think so necessarily because I mean, with the last girl, he did the same thing. She knew what you know, since she pretty much knew what he was doing and what he was into. So to me, that wasn't really odd. I think the the odd thing was him having the conversation with her, like the fact that they went out there talking about the compound and then he turned around and did, you know what I'm saying? The whole, 
you know, people ain't people wasn't here, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? That was weird to me because it was like, but you you already know how the game go. You already know, you know what I'm saying, how this all works out in the end. Or, you know what I'm saying, you just already know how people can be. So, to me, that should be something that you shouldn't even have had have to have the conversation of. That's more so a thing you just keep an eye out for and watch because you already know once, you know what I'm saying, stuff get rolling, that's just something that's out of his control. I feel you. I feel you. I, I just, I don't know. Like, it, I think a lot of it is where they're going to give us, because, like, episode two, they kept mm-hmm. giving us all these timelines when it mm-hmm. came to Teddy and how he ended up coming back into the picture. So maybe we're going to get a little bit more of that timeline stuff because I feel like within that year and a half, like, a lot of stuff has changed. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, he's buffing up uh, from yep. his uh, from his uh, gun wounds. Yeah. So the limp is gone. He got this new girl, baby on the way. Um, you know, when it comes to his uncle and his aunt, like, they seem to be in a really, really good place to the point where they're making, like, bank to what this dude know about horses and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, so... But I think that the one character that is very interesting to watch and watching him in this transition is Leon because definitely we we see Leon go through all the things he went through obviously murdering that kid and look I said this then when did when we did this last year I was like that's gonna haunt him and Le- and I said that Leon is never gonna be the same right. after he murdered that kid so he tells Franklin at the end of season four that he didn't want to well, he just felt that he this is a business that he really wouldn't do anymore. Now I mm-hmm. think he's in, but I don't think he's all the way in. Right. Because or at least he has he it's like he's in like they're not necessarily partners. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like he just got Leon doing something where he just got some cash flow coming in. But I think that what he want Leon to do, he's not doing. Like, I think Leon is like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Give me a little bit. I have the projects through at a small degree, mm-hmm. and we'll keep it there. But at the same time, Leon still has to be the man because when one man is skimming off the top, bought some J's, you know what I'm saying? He, he had, to, uh, had, to, had to break the ankles out there. Break my man's feet. You know what I'm saying? Because he went and got them joint ones. But Oh man, how can I forget this? I think starting this show mm-hmm. off with the whole in bias thing. Look, people oh, don't that understand was genius. That was completely genius because people don't understand like how significant that was in like mm-hmm. that Lynn Bias dying after being drafted by the Celtics was I mean, we weren't alive at this. Well, I was one. But what that did to cocaine back then where it was just like, yo, like everything changed because it, it, it was always that drug that was looked at as a party drug. They're like, mm-hmm. oh man, you know, everybody, everybody's sniffing it. Everybody's having fun. Nobody never had problems. Like, yeah, it makes your heart beat. But, but for Lynn Bias to, from what we heard, uh, people close to him, but we don't know necessarily the truth, but People around him said that was his first time ever trying. That was mm. like, you know, Lynn never did anything like that. You know, he did it one time. His heart couldn't take it. 
But the whole game changed because, like, the whole country is like, yo, like, it's kind of like a person can have an overdose. But then it's like when when there's a famous person, that's just like when the whole fentanyl stuff that's going on now. Yeah. Like, yeah. when Matt Miller died, they're like, wait a minute. What the fuck going on? And it's right. been, I'm pretty sure it's been a whole bunch of people who has died from this lace fentanyl I mean, shit Michael, that's going around Michael out there. K. Williams, you know what I'm saying? Well, that was, that was like three years after Matt, though. I mean, like, I mean, at this time. Just in yeah, general, yeah. like just you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just one of those situations though, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think <laughs> that there's probably been people who've been dying left and right. Mm-hmm. But Matt Miller is a name. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well, we gotta track, we gotta track this person down and try to, you know, figure it out. And they ended up arresting those people who sold him the drugs. So I use that comparison because like I'm pretty sure there may have been some people who have OD'd off of cocaine, but we're talking about a guy who just got drafted first in the draft. Mm-hmm. The guy that was supposed to take the mantle of Larry Bird, he dies. And to put that in there, I thought that shit was dope as fuck. Mm, yeah, it definitely was. Because it also just um it also kind of just puts you in you know what I'm saying, in the in the mind state of the time. You know what I mean? Like that was like you said, that was a very significant um piece of history and for them to start it off that way kind of let you know the the theme of it because you know what I'm saying like even when Franklin looked in the in the uh newspaper and he seen that you know what I'm saying like you can mm-hmm. you can kind of feel that energy or you can kind of see that energy that he was giving off like damn this you know what I'm saying like this ain't gonna be good for the business mm-hmm. because you know what I'm saying this is somebody who this is now like a national story and so you know with that happening, um, I forgot who it was that said it, but he was saying like, "Yo, it's a a kid overdosed on." Uh, he was like, "Kid overdosed on the East Coast, and it's affecting his here in L.A." I think it was uh, Teddy that was talking to dude when he was trying mm-hmm. to uh, when he was talking about the Grady thing. But he was saying like, "A kid died on the East Coast from an overdose, and it's affecting L.A." Like that lets you know, you know, what I'm just saying just how much that kind of caused up a stir for somebody in their position. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, to, to put a button on Leon though, like it's dope to see him, you know, taking some kids and some people from the projects, mm-hmm. just different places, yeah. you know, like in that, and they shared a memory of like, yo, remember when we went to the beach, he was like, yeah, I was scared as hell. It was my first time ever going to the beach. And it's like, damn, you live in LA and you never been to the beach. And there yeah. are people that live in those projects who are like that. Like, they probably never even left their county. Like, there mm-hmm. are people that are like that that never left their county, dude. Mm-hmm. So so that's dope to see that Leon is giving back to the community, even though he's kind of ruining it at the same time. But, but see, to is, me, that's the, that's the beauty of, you know what I'm saying, the, um, especially at the time, that's the beauty of that game, like, yeah, you know, they was they was basically selling drugs. But if you think about it, though, think about all the good that came out of that as well. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of the, you know what I'm saying? Like even in the, even in like the civil rights era, like a lot of the people that was funding the stuff and, you know what I'm saying, helping the, the marches and sit-ins and um, when there was marches, you know, they was basically being protection was the drug dealers and the pimps. 
you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, throughout throughout just the, the history of, um, well, throughout our history at least, you know what I'm saying, it's always been like the drug dealers and pimps who have always been in the background helping out, you know what I'm saying, like you've seen Nino Brown passing out turkeys, you know what I'm saying, shit like that, because even though, you know what I'm saying, they was doing something that was kind of detrimental, well, I ain't going to say kind of it was, that was detrimental to the hood. They also was making sure that they was doing their best to give back, whether it be, you know what I'm saying, putting money in other people's pockets so they can help their families eat or, you know what I'm saying, buying the old lady down the street groceries, making sure, you know, because it, it, was, it was, you know what I'm saying, like it's, it's morals and ethics that go along with it as well. So, you know, something might happen and everybody like, yeah, that's all cool, but, you know, you don't you don't go towards – you know what I'm saying, Miss Williams' house. As long as you stay away from Miss Williams' house, we don't care what y'all do. You know what I'm saying? As long as, you know what I mean? Like, that type of stuff. Like, they always took care of the kids. They always took care of elderly. Um, so, and and I think that this is a great, um, <clears throat> what I do like about this show is the fact that it shows you that when you when you give black people a chance to be financially equal, you get you get to see the type of stuff that they can pull off and the stuff that they can do. You know what I'm saying? Louis and Jerome own a bar. They own a club. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Franklin is in real estate. He's 24. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dude, like, dude, dude got, got a pilot license now. That's what I'm saying. He got a pilot license. So, like, it just it just shows you, like, when, when we can be in the equal playing field, the, the great things we can accomplish, even though – their way to that playing field was a little sketchy. They still was able to do things like, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, pilot license, you know what I'm saying? This dude owns a, owns a, a houses and condos, you know what I'm saying? He in real estate. And then he talking about building the, um, building the, uh, what did he call it? The, um, dang, I forgot what the place compound. is called. Compound. compound. Yeah, he's talking about building a compound, like just that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? They him and his girl talking about generational wealth. You know what I'm saying? Talking about making sure that, you know what I'm saying, later on down the line that there's theirs is gonna be good. So I, I like I definitely love that about this show. Um and then on top of that, just with Franklin being so calculated and so smart, it, I think it's uh a, a great, you know what I'm saying, like a, a great representation, even though he is a drug dealer. It's still a great representation because he's he's an educated drug dealer. He's not like the typical, hey, yo, my man, you know what I'm saying, sagging mm-hmm. with the do-rag drug dealer. He's, you know what I'm saying, like, dude is a is a businessman at the end of the day. You yeah. know? So I appreciated that, man. Um, so Teddy is back. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he, before before we go to Teddy, go before we go to Teddy. So his friend Rob. So we gotta get into this. So there's a scene mm-hmm. where um it's this party, and this guy comes up. He starts sniffing coke, and mm-hmm. there's one dude just feel entitled enough to say, like, yo, like, what you doing, bro? He's like, hey, you know, my, it's my friend party. You know, I'm just helping myself to some cocaine. Like, I don't care who your friend is. Like, then nobody yeah. say you can come in here and get some. So, basically, old dude want to play hard, shoots my man uh, in the middle of, of a party in front of everybody. So, mm-hmm. Rob calls up. I, he, I assume he calls Franklin. And so, the other dude that shot the uh, one guy, he goes into hiding. 
Well, but, no, Rob didn't call Franklin. Remember, Franklin sent it on the uh, on the news. On the news, that's yeah. right. So he gets he gets Rob. Rob is coked up or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. So he takes him to his house to clean him up. And long story short, he knew there's too many loose ends here. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Rob, you got to show me your loyalty by taking this dude out. Yeah. But within taking him out, he see him hit the pipe afterwards. He's like, exactly. you got to go. And what I like what they did with the writing was they showed a conversation where Franklin and V was having a conversation. And he was like, yo, I'll do anything I have to do to protect my family. Because now mm-hmm. Franklin started thinking like he never. I think this is the first time he seriously started thinking about getting out like he yeah. would. He would say, oh, I got a plan to get out, but like I don't think he really had any plans to get out soon. But now with this baby on the way, mm-hmm. he's like, yo, like I have to find an out here. And after the dude took the one dude out and he saw him hit that pipe, he was like, yo, he got to go. And so he didn't want to kill his friend. He wanted to clean him up. Remember him and Leon had the conversation. Yep. And yep. Leon was like, yo, like he could have cleaned up. He was mm-hmm. just like, nah, like I don't think so. Like I had to take care of him. So, you know, I, I I don't know how relevant that story was. I don't know how much we really needed to have Rob back, but you know, they decided to put it in there. So it is what it is. I think I think that's gonna be one of them things that comes up later on in the season. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I, I don't think that was put there so early for it to uh to mean anything right now, but I think later on down the line, like we're gonna see something about that in the season. Um, but yeah, man, Teddy is back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He he uh maneuvered his way back in, got that guy Grady up out of here. <laughs> um, <laughs> man, that was the listen. What I want to know is, and what I want them to do, bro. I want them to tell us Teddy's true identity, bro. Like, what what does dude really do in the CIA? Because when we first when we first um, got introduced to him, he it seemed like he was like pushing papers at a desk. Mm-hmm. So we like they didn't they didn't really give us too much info on the CIA background. But I think this dude is like on another level because some of the stuff that he's done throughout these throughout these seasons are like. This dude is like black ops, bro. He's he's definitely skilled, especially mm-hmm. like the last couple of episodes of season four. We talked about that. We was yeah. like, yo, like Teddy when ain't no Yeah, when they went yeah, and took out yeah. him him and uh him and uh also took out all those people, we was like, yo, <laughs> like this dude is a, is another level. Like he got shot in the ribs and just kept on pushing, like yeah. But um, yeah, he he took old dude out, but dude was in way. You want to talk about in too deep? Like he was in way too deep. Like this dude is like he really think he a gangster, like for real. Like yeah. he's in business. Him and Franklin is like in business business. Like they got side yeah. businesses together. It's like they, dude, help, they run the real estate joint together. Yeah, that it's was like crazy yo, to me. yeah, it's like yo, dude, you can't can't do that. Like you you fucking CIA dude. Like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I think he got in so deep where he he didn't really have his cover. I like, and then he was fucking on um, Black Diamond. You oh, know what I'm saying? Was... 
Sure. Oh, I'm positive. Oh, okay. Um, so Dallas, yeah, he, Dallas is Colin with no butt. Yo, you gotta do that, man. <laughs> like, like, really? Um, so yeah, like he's smashing her. Like he he got in so deep, and and he he got he came in he came in so smooth on him. But like, I I thought it was odd, and I don't know if he just didn't want to wait, or really what it was. But it was just odd that. That, that Teddy would go on a on a Sunday, cause like that dude knew like, yo, you coming to check my meter on a Sunday, mm-hmm. like. And the one thing that was CIA about the dude is like he looked at that badge. He started calling out the numbers on the dude badge and everything. Yeah. It's like, yo, this is kind of weird that you coming out here on a Sunday to check my meter, right. and just all the things that he did, you know sliding into episode two how he went back to go see the guy who actually took him out of uh, the whole thing that they had going on with Franklin Mm -hmm. so he follows that dude to a bar and then they had a conversation of like yo whatever y'all got this dude out here doing he's fucking up and you need to get me back in and it it was it was also kind of wild like dude what was Ivy doing to that German that Nazi guy like why is why is he having a Nazi chained up and torturing him like like what is he doing to be fucking around with Nazi people like I don't Jewish, get it man. Jewish. it was just it's just like yo like like, like what are you doing like it it was just I, I get that, but like 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 why is he even in Germany? It's like they making deals, man. That's what they doing. Yeah, I was just like, this is this is I was like, this is wild. I mean, look, it's cool. I ain't mad at it. Yeah. But I, I just think the I think what they're doing with the writing dude is like they're getting so creative mm-hmm. to where it's just like we really don't know what's coming up next. And like exactly. and the reincurring characters that they're doing, you know, especially when it comes to uh to Wanda. You know, mm-hmm. Wanda's been clean for the whole year and a half. You know, she had a call girl job. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. She said um, you want me to step on your what? You want me to you want me to step on your balls. <laughs> you want me to smack it. <laughs> that's so funny bro and then like the, the then bringing in the harsh reality of like when she went into Franklin's house and she was talking to Rob mm-hmm. and she was like yeah people don't want to rent to an old base head right? and I'm pretty sure that people who came off of drugs I'm pretty sure that's something that they had to deal with to the point mm-hmm. where they did try to get a job or they did try to get a house to rent or an apartment and they found out that these people, you know what I'm saying, used to be smoking crack. They're like, I'm not going to rent to you. Like, you're going to fall off the wagon and then I'm going to be in the hole. Exactly. So I thought that I thought that, that was smart to throw that in there as well. But Teddy, dude, I, I don't know what Teddy's into. Like, And then, like, is he off the books or is he back on the books? Like, 
I think because, he's still off the book. Yeah, because I'm thinking, yo, the CIA don't necessarily want you back, dude. Like mm-hmm. because well, of the whole I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's the truth either. Um because it's a it's a possibility he could come back, especially after everything that happened. His name, his real name never really got out. Uh-huh. So we just know it was the, the Reed Thompson thing. Because I think that was another part when he was like, yo, and you can call me Teddy. Like, I think that was another reason that he was so adamant about that part. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I think that it's a possibility he may be actually legit back with the CIA. I'm still trying to figure out his end game. And I remember when when Franklin asked him that he was like, "Yo, I know why I do it. Yeah, why you doing it? Like, like his investment in this, like how much he's invested. Mm-hmm. This is more than a job. I don't know if it's that he's getting a kick out of it. He gets a thrill from it. I don't know if if this is the only time where, like, I wonder, like, does he look at Franklin?" Even though he criticized the one dude for getting in business with him and all of that type of shit like that, like I wonder, like as long as he's been dealing with Franklin, like is do he? I I really do think that he, in a way, looks at Franklin semi as a friend, mm-hmm. and just the fact of how he didn't, he had plenty of opportunities to shoot his dad. Thanks. But he didn't. Yeah. Before Franklin even got there. And when when uh when um when when his mom stepped through, I think he could have smoked out to then too. Yeah. He he could have. And and to speak on that situation, we don't know. You you can assume that he shot Alton right. in that room. Or like you said. It could have been a situation because it's like now she could have stepped out to a market mm-hmm. to go to a market, but it's like, oh, well, did you step out to a market because you knew Teddy was coming yeah. because you told him what we were? But then I also look at it like I I, I want to say like let's let me play devil's advocate here because I don't think Alton would do this. Let's say. Reed gave him a proposal to do some shit for him, to be like Mm -hmm. an inside man in Havana or whatever. Like, let's say Havana's another place where where they could be transporting some cocaine, you Mm -hmm. know, into the United States. I just don't think Alton would do that. But let's say he was like, yo, either I take you out or you do that. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't even play devil's advocate because I don't believe that Alton would do. I think how adamant he was on shutting this whole damn thing down, I don't think he did it. Yeah. But I just don't know why Reed would keep him alive if he wasn't doing something for him, though. Or maybe he just went down there just to have a conversation with him and help him understand what's really going on. Because I don't think that it was necessarily... I don't, I don't know, man. It, it just to me with Alton, bro. He just had so much 
He he just had so much that he thought he knew, and he really didn't. I feel you, but the more and more I think about it, I think that he did take him out, and what you said does make sense because, like you said, she didn't sound distraught at all. She didn't say, "Yo, they killed your dad, got killed a year and a half ago." Like the only way for her to act like that's not a big deal, yeah, is if she had to be in on it. Where she knew Alton is never gonna let this down. Like yeah. even though we're living in Havana, she's <clears throat> never gonna let this go. Right. So maybe she did have something to do with Alton getting killed because that dude did say. Now, what Teddy said was a different response. He's like, Do you think you can you can work with this dude even though what happened in Cuba? He was like, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see. Definitely. But definitely. I but I will say I don't know about the little rock thing. I wouldn't necessarily say that it is I think that it was just two episodes and mm-hmm. maybe we just we we like they, they just haven't gotten to it yet. That could be but, but okay, so so let's get into this real quick. So so V and Franklin is going over. This development plan mm-hmm. where Jerome and Louis would have to give up 10 bands. Not even yeah. bands, but that's 10,000, but $10 million. And they'll get their money back within the next 10 years. And if they want to buy out, like the girl said, you could double, triple your money, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So with this being in place, do you believe just from two episodes in that this would be they out when it comes to Louis and Jerome? Or do you think that because now it looked like Jerome is ten ten toes down now? Even though yeah. he was halfway in in the beginning, he never wanted to do it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But what what are your thoughts on what you think? they're going to do like do you think they're going to get in on this deal because leon already said he's not doing it because he was like i don't want to get no building where white people ain't gonna allow black people even in it so mm-hmm. what, what do you think louis and jerome gonna do um i think eventually with this opportunity you know what i'm saying especially when franklin was telling them that they got a chance to make legit money now i think that this is going to be something that they're going to look forward to actually doing. Um, they don't have to worry about, you know, making money and, you know what I'm saying, looking over their head, you know what I'm saying, about rivals and everything else. And this is it's an opportunity for them to actually, you know what I'm saying, get back and, and or fall back and do something with themselves that, you know what I'm saying, they haven't had a chance to do yet. Like we've seen them riding the horses. You know what I'm saying? That was something that, you know, you don't really get the chance to really see them two doing as a couple. Like, you really don't get a chance to really see them being a couple. So this is, like, really one of our first times where we got a chance to really see. And and I don't mean, like, with the past seasons, we've seen them, but, like, it was always some type of, like, animosity going on. 
this was a chance where we actually seen those two, you know what I'm saying, like really just being able to chill and having that, you know what I'm saying, dynamic. So I thought that was interesting to see. But I, I definitely think that they're going to – um I definitely think that they're going to take it and, and, and get out, get that legal money and get up out of there. Okay. Now, for them to have 10 bands, I do believe Arkansas is booming because they're buying wholesale from Franklin. Yeah. Now, what we do see, well, I don't know if you saw this, but in the preview, now, we don't, we don't know what happened or what they was even doing there. But in a preview of the season, we saw Louie and Jerome walking up to where Scully used to stay. Mm-hmm. But I think that they are getting cash flow from the wholesale that they're buying, and that shit is moving in Arkansas. Yeah, And I think that's how they can even have a $10 million to even invest in because I think that that little rock. No fuck. No, nah, you good. But yeah, I think I think that uh I think that little rock thing is moving. I think in the in these next couple of episodes mm-hmm. they're gonna make a, they're gonna make a pickup. Are they gonna either do a pickup or a drop off or an exchange? I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up. Can actually continuing the expansion thing. I still think it's dead. I don't think nothing is gonna come of Little Rock because they ain't been like ever since you know what I'm saying they left. They ain't been back. And we ain't heard nothing about it. You know what I'm saying we ain't heard them talk about it since none of that. So I mean, who knows? Um, but I I don't think I don't think Little well, Rock is well, still in play. Well, now. Because remember I told you I, I had watched the 10th episode yeah. um, before I watched these. Now, when they sat down with Franklin and said that they wanted to buy wholesale from him and do their own thing, mm-hmm. they said that the reason we come to you so we could keep it in the family. Right. And he was like, this is the worst time for us to split up and all this type of shit like this. And she was mm-hmm. like, look, we want to do our stuff our way. And she was like, and then we're not going to be stepping, basically, we're not going to be stepping on your toes because we got the Little Rock thing going. So now they did speak about Little Rock after they left, mm-hmm. but that was in that conversation that they had with Franklin telling them, we don't want to not necessarily do business with you anymore, but right. we just want to buy wholesale from you and do our own thing. And with them having Little Rock, it's not going to affect. Franklin's territory because they're doing it over there. So mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, by episode five or six or something like that, I think that we're going to see them either fly out there, meet mm-hmm. with those people who exchange shit. Even though I always felt like that shit was going to crumble. Like, I, I, I just felt like the way they looked at that shit, and like, I just felt like they're going to, it's going to be the wild, wild west for them and they're going to be getting locked up because they ain't going to be smart with that shit. But we'll see. Yeah, definitely. So, um, before we finish up, man, what are you looking forward to most uh, seeing this season? Uh, I wonder if Scully really did. They mm-hmm. never showed his body. Mm-hmm. That's true. They never showed his body. And he was now, in the hospital. He, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He lost a lot of blood, and he was in a hospital. Mm-hmm. So. 
I think that when they did go to where his apartment is, I think Scully's going to be up there. Okay. And I think that they're going to try to have some kind of truth with him. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm looking forward to that because I want to know are they going to take because this this is one thing about Snowfall that we don't know yet is are they going to be the success story mm -hmm. or are we really going to see the fall? Now the show is called Snowfall. Now a lot of these drug dealers that get really big there's always a downfall and we yeah. don't know if there's going to be a downfall or if this is going to be a you know a great end of story where Franklin becomes this mogul you know what I'm saying and all this type of shit like that like I think that they'll try to change it but I think ultimately we're going to end up seeing Franklin go down for this see that's what I'm saying so I don't know if it's going to be this season because I think that this show gets so many numbers I think that they might try to drag it on for at least one more season but well, mm -hmm. who knows who knows um yeah. But yeah, that's what that's what I'm looking forward to see. I'm looking forward to see when 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 they show that trailer of them at Scully's place. If Scully's gonna be up there, man, what you looking forward to? Um, man, I'm looking forward to seeing how. Um, well, two things. I'm looking forward to seeing how Teddy uh, keeps his cool now that everything is kind of back in motion. Um, he seems a little bit weary of everybody at this point in time. And then um, I want to see how Franklin and Veronique play out. I think that's a, a very interesting dynamic. Um, him him in the process of being the father when, you know what I'm saying, his dad kind of did him dirty. Um, and then on top of that, you know what I'm saying, with his mom not being there as well to, you know what I'm saying, help celebrate that, I think that's interesting. So. Those are the two storylines I'm gonna really be paying close close attention to um, this season. And I wonder is uh, also old girl gonna pop back up? Oh, now yes. remember, Lucia. He found he found out what she was, but he's like, my family's here. I'm basically not gonna go chase her. Mm -hmm. I just wonder. Cause they brought it up. Yep. I just wonder if she gonna. And pop he got back the information up. for it. Yeah, he got the information to find out she's still alive. Yeah, so yeah. We, yeah. That's that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, because that's gonna be interesting. Yeah. So that's another thing, man. Is is to see if she popped back up. Yep, yep, yep. So you ready for coming soon, man? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Coming soon. Coming soon. All right, man. So, um, next episode we got a uh, we got a good one for y'all, man. The one that pretty much put the MCU into motion, into play, um, starring the great Wesley Snipes, Chris Christopherson, Blade, man. We giving y'all a little throwback, you know what I'm saying, with uh, about one of the the greatest comic book movies of all time. So, uh, get prepared, get ready. This one is going to be a dope one. It definitely is. Wesley Snipes was one was one of those actors who really deserved to have one of those characters where 
he had his franchise. Like this was Wesley mm-hmm. Snipes' franchise. And you know, after seeing Passenger 57, it was like, yo, we, we need to see something else where he is, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that skill was too good. Like we need to find a way to utilize that. And they found a way to do that with Blade. Um, like you said, it kicked off the MCU. And I think it's gonna be dope doing this, man. It's it's gonna be because I haven't went back and watched it in a while. So it's gonna be dope going back yeah. and watching it um and seeing some of the things that I may have missed. And um so yeah, this is this is this is definitely gonna be fun, man. For sure, man. So um yeah, you know what I'm saying? Y'all y'all keep your heads up, keep your eyes open, get ready. We got something coming. And uh man, if you haven't seen it, man, go check out Snowfall, man. Uh, episodes one and two are out now. You can watch them on Hulu, or you can go to FX on demand. Uh, and they need to pay us for that. Ad. That was pretty good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but man, uh, if you guys want to give us some feedback, let us know how you felt about the Snowfall episodes. Um, hit us up on the socials, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Viewer Nine Pod, and then on Facebook at VA Pod Watch Group. That uh, uh, that's where you could always reach us. Um, with me, you can hit me up on Twitter at Schools Bronson, and you can hit me up on TikTok, man. Go check out my TikTok videos at Schools Bronson TV. Yes, sir. Y'all can find me at s.foster8 on Instagram and Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pod on IG. Uh, check out the podcast on all major platforms. Uh, got a new one out that I did shout out to my cousin um B man shout out to Brandon Foster man he came on the pod with me uh, that's another thing the reason I didn't mention this and what we watching is because I did a pod on it with my guy um we did the uh the little docuseries they did on Amazon Prime called uh Fat Tuesday man I I, yeah. I did not know how much guy Tory shifted the whole industry like yeah, they said that he do, put a lot of people on. Dude, I did not know. Listen to me. He got and, and I should have said this on the pod. When it comes to comedy, when it comes to legends, mm-hmm. for what he did at the time that he did it, for the little space that they gave him, they gave mm-hmm. him a room called a belly room. Five marshals said only 89 people could fit in there, but they packed it out. But mm-hmm. for him, they gave him one month. It was like, if you can't do nothing with this little belly room in one month, we're going to shut this whole thing down. He sold out and made so much money. They gave him the main room, and it got to a point where all the movie directors, like, he is literally responsible for Chris Tucker getting Friday. Mm-hmm. Because Chris Tucker flew out there. He said, I flew out there with a um he said I flew out there with a one way ticket because mm-hmm. he heard about because uh, he heard about Fat Tuesday. And so he get a rotation there. Uh, a film director where uh, you know, song, yo, we wanna put you in this movie. Yep. And Ice Cube had linked up with Ice Cube and he got on Friday. Uh, Jamie Foxx got the well no, because he was on he was on what's the name, but like a lot of part like I thought Def Comedy Jam was like the thing. Mm-hmm. I did not know that Mr. Lathan 
took Russell Simmons to Fat Tuesday, and that's how they started Def Comedy Jam. I mean, I'm not surprised, bro. dude. This is all Guy Tory. Yep. Guy Tory is responsible. He's 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 responsible for fucking Def Comedy Jam. I mean, like I told you, man, he he opened up the doors for a lot of people, bro. I mean, like I haven't seen it, but I know, like I, I you know, I I'm into the comedy thing, but I've heard stories about Fat Tuesdays. I've heard stories about um, Just for Laughs and all those different, you know, what I'm saying like nights and chocolate, uh, chocolate Sundays and all those different nights that they had for black comedians and you know what I'm saying being able to get so many of those black comedians in there and then you know what I'm saying like these guys end up becoming legends like the Samores, the earthquakes you know what I'm saying when I remember uh hearing about earthquake when he used to have his rooms um Bruce Bruce down in Atlanta you know you got like so many different people um having these rooms, especially like in the nineties and you know what I'm saying, like in the in the early to mid nineties, they was opening up these rooms and having these nights for people to come um you know what I'm saying, like being have a space to come do it. Because now you got like the funny bones, you got like the uh, um laugh factories and all that. But they would they didn't really have the audience for these comedians. You know what I'm saying? But you go to like a Fat Tuesdays or a Chocolate Sundays or something like that, and then you know what I'm saying it might be in a, it might be in a chicken joint, but you know what I'm saying people coming out, they coming to see it and they filling them spots up, man. And I think that it's it's dope that we got you know what I'm saying these um, you know what I'm saying these documentaries and these movies and stuff to be able to show that and show the the work and the um. To show just the you know what I'm saying the work and the and the processes behind that to you know what I'm saying to be able to lay down the blueprints and the foundations for the guys for some of these people that you know what I'm saying we call legends today like think about it like people like Monique Steve Harvey Cedric the Entertainer um, I named Earthquake I named some more Melanie Camacho Lanelle uh, Bruce Bruce um, it's a it's a bunch of them like hell even Carlos Miller you know what I'm saying he had a room before he started. Popping, popping, and, and you know, what I'm saying he opened up the doors for a lot of comedians out in Atlanta. So I think that is dope to get to see, you know, what I'm saying this story specifically because if you know anything about comedy, especially if you know comedians or if you around them or you talk to them, anything, especially in that era, Fat Tuesdays was the place to be. Listen, dude, they was talking about because Martin was another person who used to come out to Fat Tuesday, mm-hmm. and so he basically. You know, from Fat Tuesday took him to hosting Def Comedy Jam, and Def Comedy Jam got him the Martin Show. Yep. So he always, and that's another thing. And like, I, I just love to see the reach back, man. It's, yeah. it's so great to see yeah. the reach back. So he reached back, he gets Guy Tory a job on Martin, but he's not really doing nothing. Like he's just kind of doing what the, the producers and shit want him to do. Mm-hmm. So he, so so uh, they had uh. Tanisha Arnold on there, and she was just like, yo, guy used to work. She said, we just end up throwing cards, you know, we in the, and like, Mark was like, yo, man, I need, I need some insults for Pam. So, guy just, just right there was like, yo, basically, you know, something, 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 her breath smelled like uh, train smoke. 
Mm-hmm. So everybody busts out laughing, right? Mm-hmm. So he uses that in the show. And so they gave him a chance. And he said that Martin told him, Martin said, listen, only thing you need to focus on is your writing. He said, because if you can write, that's going to put you in Take every single chance. room. So they so they gave him an opportunity to write. Do you know which episode he wrote of Martin? Mm-mm. Dude, which I feel is the best episode on Martin out of all the episodes. You remember when they went on vacation and that they got attacked oh, by that raccoon? That little, yeah, that little thing. Guy Tory wrote the episode, dude. Oh, and that's a classic. Dude, classic. Listen, Guy Tory is a legend. I'm sorry. Yeah. I went on a spill there, but he is – and I did not know, man. He's yeah. that's another hidden gem that if if you weren't from that era, you just didn't know. So uh so shout out to him. So go check out episode 75 on the 28 minutes or less podcast I did with my cousin Brandon. So uh so man, I appreciate that. For sure, man. So um we'll check out next episode. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate it. And like they say in Hollywood, man, that's a wrap. Cut.